Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? Here at More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam, and together we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. Our topic for today's episode is on being salt and light. And Angela is going to bring to us a teaching on this particular passage. It's what she lives out. One <laughs> one of her many blog names is, say it for me, Angela, because I always screw it up. <laughs> I say sal et lux, which means salt and light in Latin. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. And, and when I think of salt and light, I think of you. So I'm really glad that you're going to be bringing us this topic today. You want to go ahead and just set the backdrop for it? I am fired up. So I know you're going to read for us in just a few minutes, Matthew 5, 1 to 16. Um, But we're going to kind of dig into, we talk about what does it mean to have real life change and lasting impact. And I know as a woman of God, you that are listening, I, I just, I know that you have a desire to not just exist, not just be here on the planet and disappear, but to really make a difference, to leave a legacy in the world around you, whether that's short term or whether that's long term. And so we're going to kind of walk out. What does that look like? God tells us that we are these two things, these really practical illustrations. And I'm um, I'm a very hands-on, visual, touchy-feely kind of girl. And so I love when God gives us really um, vivid illustrations um, about the Christian life that we can kind of apply to um, practical, practical illustrations, I guess. So yeah, I can't wait to dig in. (laughs) Yeah. So you want me to go ahead and read and we'll do that first and then we'll unpack it for us. Okay. So if you have your Bibles open up to Matthew chapter five, and I'll start reading along here. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Mm. You ever hear scripture and you just want to do a little happy dance? (laughs) I do, but I I confess when it says nobody puts it under a basket, I have like a footloose (laughs) flashback. Or it's not footloose. uh, What's that? What was the? Oh, yes. 
Why am I having a brain clot? That baby. Baby. Nobody nobody puts baby in the corner. What is the name of that movie? We're dating ourselves here. Yeah, I know. It's going to come to us. Somebody somebody write in and tell us what movie we're we're remembering. I know. I know. Well, that, you know, my upbringing was not scripture. So I have this frame of reference of, you know, the popular movies of the day. And then I'm like, nobody puts me under a basket, you know. (laughs) I have that movie scene going through my brain. That's awesome. All right. Well, get us serious here. What does the scripture passage have to say to us? So um, if I can get over my giggles, Um, as we go into the beginning of this passage, if you've been in the church for any length of time, you, this will be familiar to you as the Beatitudes, we call them, Um, blesses, God talks about being blessed for different, um, different positions, really. And I want to just kind of start by saying, this really gives us a lot of hope, because if you look at those first, God blesses those, blessed are those who, um, a lot of those things that he's saying are not uh, actions, they're not pull up your bootstrap things that we are doing, but they're positions that we are in. Um, and I, let me try to clarify that a little bit. I think sometimes in the Christian life, we start to feel frustrated, beat down, um, hopeless because of situations. It might be that you're in a season of life where there's just a lot of hardship happening. It might be that you um, have circumstances around you that you can't control that you feel like are sort of trapping you or weighing you down or preventing you from living the way that you want to. And Jesus, as he's speaking here, he's addressing those positions that, gosh, I don't, all of those are are frustrating to me, poor and and realizing my need for him. Um, Mourning, being in a place of mourning. I just spent some time with a sweet, sweet sister in the Lord today and didn't know until we were having coffee that today was the anniversary of the day that her husband passed away. And um, she, years and years later, still has a tender spot in her heart, a place of mourning for Mm -hmm. that husband that she's not with. Um, And so there's hope in these these first few verses that um, God says he's going to bless us. And maybe that's not in the middle of our frustration, our suffering. Um, Maybe it's down the road, but sometimes he'll bless us right in the middle of it too. And kind of going back to that example of my friend, Sarah, and I want to say this, we're going to do a a bonus episode for you guys, because as I was preparing to teach this today, I just was blown away by her testimony. So watch for that, um, a bonus interview episode that we're going to be working on. But one of the things that jumped out to me about Sarah is that even as she was sharing with me, you know, today is the day that I remember my sweet husband going home to be with the Lord. She was rejoicing in the fact that he has gone home to be with the Lord and God is blessing her right where she is. So God may choose to bless us right where we are. Um, And then some of those things that Jesus says we'll be blessed for are actions. Um, And those can encourage us also to step up and to obey as we're listening, as you're listening to more to be podcast, as you're digging into God's word and he starts to prick your heart and call you to, to certain actions as we obey, he Mm -hmm. will bless us. He promises that. And um, so I just love the hope that that beginning of the passage is filled with. It is filled with so much hope. I look at it and overwhelmed by the repeat in this translation, God blesses, God blesses, God blesses. And I see in those places of God's blessing, the promise, like you're saying for us in the struggle, it's not, you've done a great job. God will bless you. It is you are. And therefore God will bless you. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So super helpful to think about this encouraging. It's not results oriented, God's blessings, but it's 
his blessings because he promises them based on his mm-hmm. nature and his um, faithfulness to his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this translation to be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And we've talked about that a little bit um, in past episodes that mm-hmm. there's this really cool God has done, God is doing, God will do right. um, that I, I just think is beautiful. So, yeah. And then I, you know, I want to go back here for a second because I'm looking, I'm staring right at the scriptures (laughs) and, and the poor, you know, we're poor and we realize our need for him. We mourn like those are things that we wouldn't ask for Mm -hmm. naturally. But then there is that side of blesses those who are humble, blesses those who hearst, who hearst, (laughs) blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, blesses those who are merciful so there is action that we have to walk out. Yes. It's a, it's always a both and with God, right? It is. It is. You <laughs> are. That. He doesn't make it easy for us. No, you are <laughs> and, and you are becoming. Yes. You're yeah. in, but you are moving. It, it is the both and. Yeah. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Mm. Um, and I want to dig in. So this is the part that I get all excited about and where we got our title for today's episode. That is, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? And then you are the light of the world. Nobody puts you in a corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Under a basket. Right, right, um, right. So I want to break down just a little bit um, salt and light. And and God tells us here on both of those things, he doesn't say you're like. He says you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important as we go into um, what I'm what I'm taking away from these two ideas, these two illustrations that God gives us about our very nature as children of Jesus. Um, and the first one is salt. So you know this, Lisa. I'm a foodie. I write recipes. I photograph food. Okay, wait, wait. Slow down. I want you to really unpack for our listeners what exactly you have done in terms of your your experience with food and the details of it. Because it is amazing to me as somebody who lived at a boarding school for 18 years and I didn't have to cook for my family and I just showed up at a table and food was provided for me. I never learned to cook. My mom didn't teach me how to cook. She quit cooking when I was in high school. She was working full time. She was exhausted. We were always complaining at the table. We all had different taste buds and palates. Mm -hmm. And so um, I basically, in in my formative years, lived at the diner knew how to order a meal. Then I go to college. I learned how to go up to a counter and get my meal. (laughs) Then I got married and my husband had a catering business when he was in college. So he was the cook. And then holidays with his family, his family loves to cook. They're all a bunch of foodies. And we were always with them for the holidays. And then we end up at a boarding school. So I, (laughs) I only learned how to start learning how to cook five days a week or seven days a week. I guess it would be in the last year, two and a half years. I love it. Well, so, listen, girl, I have eaten at your house and I've had your food and you have learned well and you've taught your kids and your family well. So go you. But go you know, me. it's funny because similar background, actually, um, we didn't in my actual home where I lived growing up, we didn't cook a lot, but I had um, two grandmas, a grandma on my mother's side and my dad's side who were, and, and actually a grandfather too on my dad's side who were food I don't know, artists. My uh, one grandma Ooh. who was a Southern cook and, oh, fried peach pies. <laughs> Ooh, um, sounds fun. And, yeah, and then I had another grandma who was a gourmet cook. So I had that in my upbringing, but really I think um, 
it wasn't until late teen years. And then, you know, when I got married and had a home of my own that I started to experiment with flavors and foods. And, um, I, like I said, I am such a touchy feely person that I really came to embrace food as, um, one of the ways sounds maybe silly, but that God reveals himself to us as an artist. And, Mm. um, in our own home, that's something that we've done a lot of, we explore with food. Um, I homeschool my kids, so they're home during the day. And one of the things that I love doing is just letting them get in the kitchen and, and go for it, try new flavors and put things together. Um, also some of that's great for me because then I don't have to cook if they do well at it. Right. Um, but that's translated. I have a, uh, for a long time, my husband and I did photography full time and primarily portraiture. But in the past few years, I've moved into doing a lot of food photography and recipe developing at um, everydaywelcome.com. I do share a lot of recipes. Um, and I feel like that is a way that when we, when we create something beautiful at the table and don't get me wrong. There are plenty of times I went to visit my friend today. I took muffin tops I bought at the store. Um, (laughs) but, um, when we take the time to do that, if we enjoy it, it becomes really a beautiful, um, way that we can portray the nature of God as creator. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's taking it too far for some people, but for me, it's definitely a love. And, um, I love the freedom of it. I love the artistry of it. And the idea of being able to nourish people too physically mm-hmm. as a way to sort of wet the palate to nourish spiritually is there's just so many cool, um, I don't know, cool opportunities yeah. there. So. <laughs> well, and I think of, I think I've learned that from you in the last year that food mm-hmm. is a, is a way to spiritually nourish, nourish people. And it's interesting, two things. Um, my, my middle daughter uh, was answering a question somebody asked her the other day, and she expressed how one thing that she appreci- appreciates about me is my intentionality, mm. especially getting breakfast on the table every morning. Oh, I love that. And I was like, what? Like, first off, I don't think I do it with a great attitude. Second <laughs> off, I, it doesn't feel like I am nurturing them or caring for them. But mm. But the philosophy that's actually operating in the back of my head is, they all have to be up and out of the house so early. And I do have that flexibility of not having to be at an appointment yes, if I can yeah. set my own schedule. Uh, and so I get up and I make them food and they eat and I feel like they can go and have their day and then I carry on. And I don't do, I, I, I do like egg sandwiches. Like I'm not, some days it is just cereal with a few cut up strawberries. <laughs> I, it's not gourmet, but I've been really humbled by the Lord that that is an expression of love. Yes. And I never saw food that way until the last year. That's awesome. And yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. When my oldest was in sixth grade and I homeschooled her for that year, part of the mission of that homeschooling year was to prepare her to take care of heart and home. Mm. And so I saw it as a twofold thing. Like, how does she care for her heart so that she can care for the hearts of others? And how does she practically care for her home? Because that is, in essence, caring for her heart and the hearts that will dwell within. Yes. So she is the best cook in our family. She came awesome. home from college for break, and I was like, yes, we're going to eat again. <laughs> we're going to eat well. Because she's well. like you. She experiments with flavors and seasonings. And that's what we're really going to unpack, right? The, yes. the seasoning of it. That's such a good illustration, too, of what we talk about when we invest as women 
in those around us, God uses that sometimes in ways that blow our minds, turn around and bless us with it. You're getting to eat her good food now. So, and I get that too, man, my 10 year old makes the best egg I have ever had. I'm spoiled. I don't like to eat an egg in a restaurant because my son can do this better. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They have their own little gifting. Well, we've got to wrap up this part of our um, episode on salt and light and then come back to it next time awesome. where we, we get to hear wait. about how you really can look at scripture and see the parallels between food and uh, the life that God has given us. And I can't wait for you to do that. So come yeah, come back and see us again. We um, are looking forward to sharing a little bit more about what does it mean to be salt and light. Thank you for listening to the More to Be podcast. We're praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during our time together today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day.